0: Attorneys cannot claim expert status in any field of law. The name of this program was arbitrarily picked by the host. Welcome to Ask the Expert with noted radio host Steve Sleeper. Each week, Steve interviews entrepreneurs and professionals and shares their intriguing stories of success and service. Now, here's Radio Veteran. Deep sleeper. Our guest today is criminal defense attorney Glenn R. Rotterman in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He's been in the criminal justice system for over forty years as a state prosecutor, judge, and criminal defense attorney, and has been involved in thousands of cases. He helps Floridians through trying and stressful times and gives them hope. I began the interview by asking Glenn about himself and his firm.
1: Yes, Steve. Hi. Uh, I've been practicing law for 48 years. I've been a member of the bar since 1972. I uh, started as a young prosecutor here in Broward County, Florida, as an assistant state attorney, and I spent three years climbing the ladder there. Uh, Then I went to work for a very famous criminal defense firm here in Broward County. And during that period of time, I was a a municipal court judge at night, two cities, and I defended people during the day. I've had thousands and thousands of cases. As a matter of fact, I am now involved with some of these, some of my clients that I'm involved with are grandchildren of, the, of their grandparents that I represented way back in the early and middle 70s. So it's pretty ironic. But I have a small firm. It's just me and my associate uh, and also my assistant. And um, we take cases all over Florida, but primarily in South Florida, where I have uh, the reputation that I've built over almost 50 years.
0: Well, Glenn, tell me, what should I expect from a good criminal defense lawyer?
1: Well, I think that you would have to have a criminal defense lawyer do like what we call an MRI of, uh, of the case. What I do is I look at all the facts and, uh, and issues concerning the case. I make sure that the, uh, there's sufficient enough evidence for the state to go forward with prosecuting the case. I try to find any holes I can in the case to develop those holes as a defense uh, for my clients. I make sure that I understand all the facts and all the issues and, and view all the evidence. And then, of course, I start filing my motions based on what I find to be a hole or holes in the state's case. You just have to have a good gut feeling that you know how to handle a case. And uh, maybe in my case, because I've been involved in so many years of doing this, that I, uh, and I still have that same pit in my stomach and still get nervous in a courtroom, which I think makes me more motivated than I've ever been.
0: So I'm curious, Glenn, what happens after a person is arrested?
1: Well, if a person is arrested for a crime, let's say like larceny, uh, theft, or a burglary or robbery, uh, the state attorney's office here in Broward County at least has an opportunity to review the case and decide whether or not that person should be formally charged by the state attorney's office by indictment or by information. Um, They can go up or down with the charges. They can add collateral charges, or they can drop charges. Um, at that point in time, that's when the attorney starts working on the case, once the state attorney's office makes a fine as to what they want to charge your client with and prosecute him or her on.
0: What's the difference between a felony and a misdemeanor?
1: Well, a felony carries uh, a penalty that could result in a state prison sentence as opposed to a misdemeanor that is a uh, maximum sentence of one year in a county jail, along with a uh, fine of thousand dollars. A misdemeanor example would be a DUI, a petty theft, possession of a small amount of marijuana, uh, or some kind of a trespass. But a felony would start at grand theft, possession of a larger amount of drugs, uh, third DUI, and uh, anything beyond that, all the way up to a first-degree murder, which is a felony, a capital felony, a life felony. Here in Florida, we have first-degree, second-degree, and third-degree felony. That misdemeanors are less serious crimes and are punishable by a maximum county jail, whereas felony charges are punishable by state prison and larger.
0: With a DUI, what are the police looking for when they pull people over?
1: Well, they're looking for the initial signs of what they believe to be you know, people under the influence of alcohol and or drugs to the extent that their faculties are impaired. And so they start out with looking at you, seeing what your eyes look like, uh, you know, your speech, your attitude, and your conversation with them. And then, of course, if they feel the suspicion enough to get you out of the car, that's what they do. And they just have you feel a variety test, you know, like walking a straight line, finger to nose, you know, answering various questions, uh, you know, about uh, where you've been and what you're doing, where you intend to be going. And uh, they also then offer you an opportunity to take a breathalyzer test, uh, and or a, you can ask for a urine or blood test. And uh, that is all evidence that the uh, police officer needs to support his, uh, his arrest, and, and the hopeful expectation that the prosecutor's office takes the case based on the evidence that that officer provided him from uh, the time of the stop until the time of the arrest. Do
0: the cops make procedural mistakes?
1: Oh, they always do. And that's how I win a lot of my cases.
0: In Florida, does a person have to take the roadside exam?
1: No, I I would suggest that a client of mine refuse to do anything, particularly if they're under the influence and they know they're going to be arrested in advance. You pretty much know that you're under the influence. Um, If you had too much to drink, too much to smoke, or too many pills or whatever else uh, you're on. Um, And I tell them, just refuse everything. Yes, it may affect your license, but at least it won't affect your freedom. And uh, you, if you're charged criminally, the case is pretty weak without a lot of evidence. Most clients don't know what to do because the cops are very demanding and almost commanding of them when they stop you. But if you uh, kind of like play dead, so to speak, and give them a minimal amount of evidence to work with, usually if they arrest you, the prosecution is going to have a hard time proving the case and may offer you a good plea bargain.
0: Okay, so plea bargains. Um, how, how often do you see that in the system?
1: Well, particularly in the state system, Steve, I would say 90-95% of the cases in the state court system are plea bargain and result in a resolution that way because we're just overwhelmed with cases. So unless it's a real high publicity, high profile case uh, or a, a situation where the state attorney's office demands that uh, that person be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, I usually negotiate and settle and resolve most, most of my cases by plea bargaining. And that is like if you have a robbery case that's very, very weak, maybe I can get the state to reduce the charges on a plea to a grand theft or an attempted robbery. Or if there's a firearm or a weapon, maybe I can get them to drop that in order for my client to plead the charge as opposed to taking a chance at going to trial on a robbery with a firearm, which is a life felony punishable by life in prison.
0: As we do this interview, Glenn, we're getting on to the end of October 2020. So that puts us almost eight months into the uh, COVID 19 pandemic. H- how are you dealing with that? How are you meeting with clients? How are the courts dealing with it?
1: Well, in Broward County, Florida, Steve, where we have almost 250 prosecutors and 100 judges, we've been dealing with everything uh, in terms of the court system by Zoom. But we haven't had a courtroom case where we're allowed in the courthouse in seven or eight months. I don't think I even worn a suit, wore a suit and tie in the last seven or eight months. Uh, so it's highly unusual. But I talk to my clients by Zoom. I bring my clients in the office. And I was considerably uh, long distance away from me and me from them by, and we also wear masks and uh, try to wear gloves when we have an opportunity to get a pair.
0: Our guest today has been criminal defense attorney Glenn R. Rotterman in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He can be reached at 954-764-6800. Thanks for listening to Ask the Expert with Steve Sleeper. Join us next time as entrepreneurs and professionals share their intriguing stories of success and service.